<laughs> happy Friday, everyone. Happy Friday, happy Friday. I, um, we made it to Friday. I'm actually recording this really, really late Thursday night into Friday. So technically I'm, um, you know, entering this Friday from a different POV. That actually makes no sense, but I'm really tired because I've literally been in bed since 6 p.m. watching Hacks on HBO Max. So I watched the first three episodes some time ago when the show actually came out. Um, but I didn't finish it, but I really loved it because I loved Gene Smart. I love the actress who played Ava. Um, you know, there were so many iconic cast members in it. The guy who played like the, ho- the hotel owner, um, the uh, Betty's brother from Ugly Betty was in it, um, who was amazing. Love him. Um, but I, I, so I finished an episode three and then tonight or last night, well, I guess it's still tonight. I watched four through 10 and Gene Smart earned that Emmy, and the last two episodes were so good, and I'm so excited for season two, and it ends off in a really good cliffhanger, and I'm not going to spoil it, but I highly suggest you guys watch Hacks on HBO Max, or half-hour episodes, super easy to get through, it took me like two and a half hours to finish the show, Um, but I loved it, and I'm really glad I watched it. I also watched, I've been like in a really, and it's probably, actually, I know why I'm in the mood, because the uh, Game of Thrones, you know, new new show, whatever it's called, the dragon show, um... Uh, that takes place 200 years before the Iron Throne and everything, uh, the events of Game of Thrones um, came out this week. Uh, and I've been in a real, real Game of Thrones mood. So I watched a couple of YouTube clips, mostly Cersei clips, because she's my favorite. And then, of course, I just watched, I literally just watched before I started recording this episode, Drogon burning down the Iron Throne. And I was like crying my eyes out because it was so emotional. But isn't it amazing how like CGI, a CGI dragon, like can make you cry your eyes out when he, spoiler alert, burnt down the throne because Jon Snow... Ooh, excuse me, kills Danny. Tragedy, tragedy, tragedy. But um, yeah, I I love watching content. I love shows. I love like medieval times. And I'm telling you, HBO Max really is the beast news, you guys. You have to subscribe to it. Um, it's just like the best streaming service. Disney Plus too, but HBO Max is like chef's kiss. Oh, and I also oh, I already said this. I watched Gone Girl yeah, yeah, the other day, which is great. But um, yeah, but anyways... Hi guys, I'm Andrew DeVitri, the mistress of pop culture, here to bring you all things pop culture based on this lovely Friday. I have four stories for you guys today, so it's going to be relatively quick, but um, some good stuff, some really, really good stuff. Of course, we're going to talk about the queen of our hearts, the queen of music, the one and only Adele, um, who is just, you know, here with some new music. We're going to talk about the drama at The View with Barbara Cochran, you know, shading Whoopi Goldberg. We're going to talk about Erica Jane, and we're going to end our story with a little bit of um, Billy Lord, Carrie Fisher, and um, Debbie Reynolds news. So, yeah, I think all really good stories and a good, robust variety of, um, you know, pop culture stories. So, yeah, let's let's get into the first story of the day. Um, Adele hits back at Revenge Body, in quotes, claim after 100-pound... Weight loss journey. So Adele beautifully graces us with the goddess like hair and makeup and just iconic look that she, you know, the cat eye, everything, big hair. I love Adele's signature look. But um, she's on the cover of Vogue, which is so exciting. She's obviously promoting something, which I'm really excited about music. Woohoo. And I guess there's been people who are uh, responding to her, you know, weight loss journey. And uh, let's uh, let's read this and then we'll, you know, dissect it. Adele may have a slimmer, trimmer physique now, but she's no longer married to Simon Konecki, but that's not just a coincidence. She tells both British and American Vogue that, Vogue, excuse me, that yes, her split coincided with her physical transformation, but she didn't prioritize her well-being despite her ex-husband. Adele simply says that wasn't 
that just wasn't the feel-good... I'm sorry. Adele simply just said that she wanted to... Feel good again. Oh my god. I could cry again. It's been a really long day. Okay, quote. I never realized that when I was working out, I didn't have any anxiety, she explains to American Vogue. Continuing, quote. It was never about losing weight. I thought, if I can make my body physically strong and I can feel that and see that, then maybe one day I can make my emotions and mind physically strong. You know, I totally believe that a lot of people, when they go on a fitness journey, it's all about mind over body and like connecting the mind. Like when your mind's well, your body's well, and everything is balanced. I totally believe that. Um, In other words, Dell isn't, uh, in other words, this isn't Dell's quote, revenge body. And to those who say it is, here's her response according to British Vogue, quote, oh my God, suck my bleep, you know what she's going to say. I did it for myself and not anyone else, she adds. Um, the Rolling in a Deep Singer says that she became, quote, addicted to working out as a way of coping with her anxiety. It's helped her so much that she finds herself in the gym two to three times a day, starting with a weightlifting session in the morning, hiking or boxing midday, and ending with cardio. Oh, she looks so... I just love Adele's hair. She's just, like, luscious, thick, rich hair. Such a good head of hair. Um, and great brows. Um, as for her diet, the pop star says there is not... Adele eats what she wants, then some, saying that she probably eats, quote, more than I used to because I work out so hard. That a girl. But don't expect to find her workout regimen online. Adele insists that anyone claiming to be her trainer is a fraud. <laughs> quote, you know, 100% of the stories written about me have been absolutely false, she asserts. The people that came out being like, I trained her. I've never met in my life. It's disgusting. I cannot get over it. Some Pilates lady I've never met in my life. Ugh, this, the audacity. The only thing that seems to upset Adele more than these imposters was the response to her physique, she shares. Quote, the most brutal conversations were being had by other women about my body. I was effing disappointed with that. It hurt my feelings. Um, On the flip side, Adele knows why her fans seemingly felt betrayed by her new appearance. She tells American Vogue, she quote, understands why it's a shock. Um, I understand why some women especially were especially hurt. Visually, I represented a lot of women. The mother of one reflects, but I'm still the same person. Moreover, she tells British Vogue that her transformation was never a big secret. Adele just didn't share the process online because she doesn't find it fascinating the way the public does. Quote, people are shocked because I didn't share my journey, she explains. There used to be people documenting everything on Instagram. There used to be people documenting everything on Instagram, and most people in my position would get a big deal with a diet brand. I couldn't give it flying fuck. <laughs> uh, her new relationship with sports agent uh, Rich Paul isn't just a rebound either. After all, it's been a minute since she and Simon separated in 2019. She tells the magazine, quote, it's ridiculous. I think that people love to portray a divorced woman as spinning out of control. Like, oh, she must be crackers. <laughs> That's funny. She must have decided she wants to be a hoe because what is a woman without a husband? I love Adele. And the fact that she's cracking jokes and literally like shading and like essentially like metaphorically telling everybody to take several seats is iconic. And Adele has such a great sense of humor, and that is why she literally is the queen of the world. And look, yeah, she looks great. She's like a different figure, whatever. I loved OG Adele. I loved her like original interviews. She's so funny. She's such a, she, I don't know her obviously, but she's such a like incredibly badass, humorous, amazing personality. And um, she's living her best life. And the fact that she didn't leverage her celebrity for some dumb deal for a weight loss journey just proves that literally she is doing it for herself and it's not about like money even though i i'm sure she has amassed a fortune from her music and record label and you know i don't i don't even know if adele's done endorsements not that she has to but like i just i live for her and i'm really excited for her music and everything that's you know upcoming 
Uh, everything's coming up Adele, basically. Everything's coming up roses. It's from Gypsy, but I obviously switched it to Adele because, yeah. So, yeah, really exciting and love her. Love our queen. Second story of the day um, is also for me news. There was a little bit of drama with The View, and I don't know if you guys saw what happened. I watched I actually got, saw it on TMZ, and it was, like, painful to watch it, but... Nobody shades the queen of the view. Um, Barbara Cochran, who you guys know from Shark Tank, speaks out after body shaming Whoopi Goldberg on the view. Mm-mm-mm-mm. <laughs> Excuse me. Looks like this shark regrets going after Whoopi Goldberg on the view. Barbara Cochran offered an apology after making fun of Whoopi's size during the October 7th episode of the daytime show. The group was chatting about a, quote, great pair of jeans when Whoopi asked, well, I have to try them. Will they fit this COVID butt? After getting confirmation, she said, okay, just thought I would ask. Okay, if they fit three, no two COVID butts, we'll be fine. But that's when Barbara made an assert insensitive joke that body shamed the longtime co-host. Quote, when you get finished with those jeans and decide you don't like them, give them to me and I'm going to make two pairs, remarked the 72-year-old Shark Tank star. Yeah, that's not funny. Whoopi appeared to be speechless. She didn't smile and instead raised her arms and shrug in a shrug. Co-star Anna Navarro stuck up her whoopee by dishing out it is of her own, quote, wait, wait, let me just tell you something, she said. Sarah Haynes and Jill Biden wore that dress already on TV. Barbara responded, that's not true. She later shared a video on Twitter to apologize for her comments, which had social media users, quote, so disappointed by the nasty jab. Barbara told fans, quote, I just came back from The View and saw my old friend Whoopi. As you well know, she has a phenomenal sense of humor, and I've known Whoopi for years. She described the NYC the, excuse me, self-described NYC real estate queen went on, quote, I made a joke at Whoopi's expense, which I now realize wasn't funny for anyone who I may have offended unintentionally. I just wanted to say I'm very sorry. Uh, she captioned her apology, love you, Whoopi. Uh, social media users, of course, weren't so quick to forgive, quote, it's always sad when someone screws up an otherwise perfect apology by saying some crap like to anyone I may have offended. One wrote, it's not up for debate, you offended. You may or may not have intended to, but there's no doubt what you said was offensive, period. Well, here's the thing. I don't think this is um, worthy of a cancellation. I mean, I'm, I don't watch Shark Tank, and I'm not quite sure who Barbara is or what she does on the show, but sometimes her TikToks come up on my For You page. I'm like, why are you here, girl? Um, sorry, I just cracked my knee. Yeah, but nobody makes fun of Whoopi Goldberg, and I don't know if Whoopi's going to address it because I know she usually takes Fridays off on The View, but I'm sure Joy will or something. But yeah, just if, if, you, if, you, if you're not a comic or comedian or comic you don't know how to land the joke don't make it uh also you should never like i mean i don't know because joan rivers is stuff like that all the time but joan rivers is like was a trained comedian sorry i'm in the i'm in the joan rivers like mood because i just watch hacks and deborah vance was like an amalgam of like many different comedians but i'm sure joan was in there too especially the way she lived her lavish lifestyle but anyways yeah justice for whoopee nobody takes down our queen nobody throws jabs at our whoopee g uh-uh sis well, this brings us to our <laughs> third story of the day. Speaking of uh, embattled celebs, um, Erica Jane slammed for comparing herself to Jesus Christ amid legal woes. This is from page six. Now, I did not, I did not know Erica did this, but okay. <laughs> Should her next memoir be called The Book of Revelation? Embattled housewife Erica Jane pulled a Vicky Gumbleson on Thursday, seemingly comparing herself to Jesus Christ over the public scrutiny she's faced for her ongoing legal troubles. Quote, this is exactly how Christ died, fans post, which the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills star reposted, said the comment also called out the lawyer who is um, trying to claw back millions of dollars from her in court. Many ripped to Jane 50 for implying that being slammed in court, uh, the court of public opinion is the same as Jesus being crucified on the cross. Quote, um, Erica Jane comparing herself to Christ is absolutely insane. One person tweeted, this woman has lost her damn mind. You have lost your damn mind. 
the fan comment that Jane shared stated that the lawyer, Ronald Richards, the attorney overseeing the liquidation of her estranged husband's law firm, should be, quote, disbarred for slandering Jane for misconduct she hasn't been charged with. The superfan, whose username is Murray 47 said the attorney, quote, undermined the judicial system by making accusations and insinuations and hopes it will inspire public opinion to override the courts. The, this behavior is dangerous and reckless for our society, he added. Everyone should take notice. I saw Erica posted this story because I, I deal with Erica's stories. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really know much about this other than the fact that LOL Erica Jane comparing herself um, to Jesus Christ being hung on the cross. Um, well, I mean, it's very insensitive, of course, because that's, like, horrible. Um, but I think it's... I don't know. I, just, I need to watch the reunion next week, starting on Wednesday, because I really hear, I have to hear what Erica's going to say. And, of course, it's a four, four-part reunion. I kind of wish they just did it all, like, four hours at once, because I'm sure many people, including myself, would just, like, sit and take it all in. But we're going to have to wait and see. So, LOL, Erica Jane, Jesus Christ, I guess they're the same. <laughs> and anyways, this brings us to our fourth final story of the day. This is from the Post, the New York Post. Billy Lord, daughter of Carrie Fisher, talks, quote, brutal loss of Carrie Fisher and Debbie Reynolds. Billy Lord suffered public heartbreak when her mom, Carrie Fisher, and her grandma, Debbie Reynolds, died within a day of each other back in 2016. I remember that, you guys. It was really, really devastating. And now the American Horror Story starlet, 29, and new mom, is speaking candidly about the loss of her superstar relatives in the latest episode of the New Day podcast, streaming on Spotify. Quote, it was brutal. It was really, really brutal. And I still hesitate and stutter because it's really hard for me, Lord said. The brunette beauty was the only child of Fisher who was famed for her roles in, of course, Star Wars, the, Blue, the Blues Brothers, and When Harry Met Sally. Um, Carrie Fisher passed away on December 27th, 2016, at the age of 60, after spending four days in the um, intensive care. The following day, Reynolds, excuse me, the following day, Reynolds, Fisher's mom and the star of Singing in the Rain at Halloween Town, uh, she played the grandmother, of course, among countless other films, passed away at age 84 after suffering a stroke. The dual tragedy suddenly left Lord without her closest relatives, and she subsequently struggled to adjust to their absence. Almost five years on, Lord says she still feels the enormous loss. Quote, I still miss my mom. I'm sorry. I miss my mom every day and, gra- and my grandma, but really my mom the most, she confessed. She was the greatest, funniest person ever. She was my best effing friend ever. There's no one who will ever be as funny as she is. She was just, she's amazing. You know, I mean, I, I can't imagine that type of loss, especially being so public too and having to deal with you know everybody because you know debbie reynolds of course was beloved but carrie fisher was really really in the zeitgeist like star wars is such a phenomenon and princess leia is so iconic and like i'm sure i'm sure many people associated with her with with carrie fisher as leia you know but for billy lord i can't even imagine the the difficult time it must have been and you know I mean, Billy's an amazing actress. I loved her in Scream Queens, and I haven't seen her in AHS yet. Oh, she's also in Star Wars, too. She played, she was there, which is great. You know, her and her mom on screen, which is wonderful. But yeah, I I remember how heartbreaking that was, reading about that. And um, it was a true tragedy. And I, I, you know, and she's a new mom, too. And I'm sure she's going to show her baby all the wonderful, you know, incredible memories that Carrie left between her privately and, you know, yeah, so, but I, I wanted to read that because I loved Carrie Fisher. I'm a huge fan, and um, if you ever want to watch some awesome Carrie Fisher content, go on YouTube and type Carrie Fisher, uh, George Lucas Lifetime Achievement Award for AFI. It's so funny. You will literally howl. It is so good, and she's so smart and creative. She's just an episode I watched of Sex and the City. She played, Carrie was in LA, and she was with Vince Vaughn, who was pretending to be uh, like a 
producer, but he was really Carrie Fisher's assistant. And Carrie Fisher walks in. Carrie's so... Uh, it's iconic. It's iconic. But, yeah. Um, loved her. But, yeah, that's uh, that's our Friday episode, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Andrew DeVitri, the mistress of pop culture. Have a really great weekend. You know where my you know where to stream my podcast. I, I don't have to give you the spiel. Have a great weekend, and I'll be back Monday. And uh, that's that. Bye. <laughs>